Welcome to the Relaxed Dog Podcast. The podcast where the dogs are the stars of the show. Welcome to episode 97 of the Relaxed Dog Podcast, sponsored by therelaxeddog.com. Thank you very much for finding this podcast. And I'd like to know, did someone tell you about it or did you find it by yourself? Either way, if you think it's worthwhile listening to, I'd like you to tell a friend about it as well. I am your host, Robert Ober, and I hope that you and your dog are well. My guest this episode is Brenda Pierce, and she is going to be telling us all about her very stoic Jack Russell, Daisy. And here is that interview. Welcome to the Relaxed Dog Podcast. I am here today with Brenda Pierce. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you. It's nice to be with you, Robert. Likewise. And whereabouts in the world are you? I'm in a small southern Ontario town in Ontario, Canada, called Tilsonburg. Oh, nice, nice. And that's in your middle of summer now, isn't it, I think? Yep. We are. We just passed our Civic Day holiday, which is the midpoint of summer, and uh, um, summer's at its peak, and and, uh, just beautiful. Beautiful, warm, and and very, very glorious right now. Excellent. And... Who are we going to talk about today? Well, um, today it's going to be my my Jack Russell Daisy, my 19-year-old dog who's nearly blind and nearly deaf, but has given me years of companionship and comfort and uh, craziness, insanity, (laughs) you name it. Right, looking forward to it. So as per usual, I'm going to ask you to take us back in time to just before you and Daisy met and tell us the hows and whys that that happened. Oh, well, um, going back that far, um, I was, I've been a practicing RN for 38 years. So this is like mid career way back 19, well, 19 years ago. So, um, I was coming off of a very, um, strenuous job with the Ministry of Health working away from home and uh, traveling quite a bit. And I have three children. So my youngest was 10 at the time, Allison, or yeah, she was 10. And my my boys were 15 and 17. So they were off to their jobs and their their sports and driving around and having their freedom as young men. And um, Allison being much younger was uh, quite alone. And I thought it was perfect timing. I was coming off of a bad, um, a long, long haul career. And I thought that I would get a dog and give her some companionship. So that's how that started was, you know, there was a need and, a, and I, uh, the thought of a dog came into my head. Little did I know it would be this little dog that I have here with me. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, how did the, the, the which, search go? Speaking of which, yeah, speaking of which, I have Daisy with me. So she's just getting a little restless. I'm just going to put her down. No, that's um, all right. It's her yeah, podcast. Just, that's right. So here you go, Daisy. You can hear her top dancing on the floor. Anyway, that's all good. And she does have a bit of a asthmatic cough now, so she will cough a little bit. Oh, that's all right. That's fine. It's all good. This is all about you, Daisy. You're the star. What do you think? She is, absolutely. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay. There you are. How did the search for a new dog begin? Well, it was rather just putting the word out to my cousin, who my two cousins owned the animal shelter in our town. And, um, and so I had called up my, my cousin and I had said, you know, Hey, just in case you ever find a cute little dog that needs a home and doesn't have anybody claim it, please let me know. I just want something small and cute and broken in. And, and, um, she paused for a second. She said, 
do you know anything about Jack Russell's? I said, no, I'm not being specific at all, but I, I know nothing about a Jack Russell other than they jump a lot. And she says, well, <laughs> we happen to have a beautiful little Jack Russell right now. It needs a home. And uh, her mugshot's been in the paper a couple of times and nobody's claimed her. Oh. And uh, yeah, so the next day she would be going to a larger center for possibly who knows what her next phase would have been. But um, anyway, so I said, okay, well, I'll come on over and I'll bring my daughter and we'll have a look and, and check her out and see if it's a fit or not. Okay. How, when can you come? <laughs> <laughs> I said, okay, I'll be, I'm on my way. So I gathered up my daughter and she was excited to think that maybe we might be looking at a, a future pet. And, um, and so we got in the car, went over the 10 minutes to my cousins and uh, both of them were there. We walked, we greeted and we walked into the shelter and there was a little pen with this beautiful little white dog with brindle ears. And, and uh, they opened the door and this beautiful little dog came out of the cage and flopped over immediately onto her back so we could give her belly rubs. <laughs> and my daughter said, oh, isn't that cute? Isn't that cute? Oh, mom, she's so cute. And um, and because my daughter bonded immediately with this little dog, they ran off together out into the yard and ran around. And Allison was excited and had so much um, fun chasing this dog. And this dog was chasing her. And I just looked at my cousins and I said, I guess she's ours. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, I said, is there any fees or anything I have to, you know, pay or any papers to sign? No, just find her a happy home, you know, in your home. And, and that'll make us happy. And so we got in the car, went home, and that began the journey of Daisy. She uh -huh. didn't have a name at that point. Mm -hmm. There was no no nothing indicating her name and so um when we got home the very first thing she did was she ran into the flower bed that was filled with daisies blooming and the daisies were just taller a little bit taller than her tail and her tail was making this wake in the flowers <laughs> and you know and she was off chasing whatever was in in the flowers but uh we thought it was so cute we had to call her that daisy nice very nice and how was the initial introduction into the into the home? Um, it was as if it was as if she'd always been there. She just found she found her home. And I honestly believe, you know, the right animals find the right people. And it was like she was everybody's immediate friend. She was running around chasing everybody, bundle of energy, plus, plus, plus. And um, she checked out everybody's bed to see which one she wanted to sleep on. <laughs> so um, she chose mine and my, my, my spouse at the time um, had to in, initially start adopting this dog on our bed as well. So she's never left. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it sounds like she's made a instant sort of like, yes, this is my house and this is where I'm going to be and this is what I'm going to do. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. It's been fun and it's been an adventure. So much energy and so much spunk. And uh, and even with her advancing years, she does sleep a lot, but she is still, you know, she still gets up and, and uh, loves to be in the garden and the flowers. Mm -hmm. Do you have a, what sort of yard do you have? Well, I've always had... Um, either lived in the country with a big yard or right now we're living, I'm living with my mom. I help to take care of my mom who's advancing in her years. So I have two, two, uh, two wonderful spirits to caretake for mm. in my mom's home. And it has a beautiful large garden filled with flowers and lots of grass and yes, quiet and peaceful. Wow. Very nice. <laughs> What was Daisy like as a as a puppy? Oh, well, we don't know specifically her age. We figured she was about a year and a half when we got her. Mm -hmm. Her teeth were really sharp. And, um, you know, just a bundle of energy from start to finish. Um, she would, <laughs> her energy was really quite amazing. You know, obviously the jumping for treats and training for different tricks. And uh, she was very 
very much filled with lots of tricks and rolling over and and uh, dancing and jumping, playing um, playing on um, outside with her, you know, catching balls, jumping midair to catch frisbees and um, learning how to, there were these rings, these flying rings that we used to use with her because she could grab them in her mouth and she would always flip it. So the ring was like behind her head as she was running with it. <laughs> My my kids even actually used her as horsepower for their bicycles. Okay, um, yep. <laughs> yeah, they uh, hooked her little. Um, she, you know, Jack Russells are amazing. They have such strength of character, and they just kind of hoof and they pull so hard when they want to go. So, um, so my kids had the idea: let's hook her harness or her um, leash up to our bicycles, and she can pull us down the road. And they mm-hmm. and yeah, that's what happened. She was their little motorized bike motor. <laughs> lovely, lovely. That's uh, <laughs> like dry land mushing. Yes, yes, yep. exactly. The only problem was when she decided to see a squirrel, she'd dart off left or right, and then that was cataclysmic to the bike. <laughs> but she always prevailed. <laughs> mm-hmm. You mentioned squirrels. Did she have much uh, interaction when she was young with other other wildlife? <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Squirrels in particular, even though she never caught one, as far as I know, she always, like, it's amazing. You know, there's a a movie out there where where the the, uh, cartoon characters say squirrel and the the dog darts off towards the squirrel. Well, that was exactly like what Daisy would do. All she had to do was see this something fast moving down her purview and she would be after it in no time flat. So, um (laughs) You know, and in the car too. So it'd be interesting. Every day, Daisy went for a walk and for a car ride. And uh, now she does the car ride more than the walk. But mm-hmm. um, all she had to do was see a squirrel, and she'd be like in the back window, barking full blast. You know, wait until she couldn't see it anymore. So um, <laughs> her stereophonic bark has now lessened quite a bit now too with age. But uh, um, and her eyesight has precluded her from seeing them. But um, her biggest thing was, oh, Casey, come here, honey. Come. Oh, you can hear her in the background. Hold on. Mm, that's all right. Here. Come here, honey. What is it? What is it? You sit nice. Sit nice with me. She's right here. And um, and uh, her, her love of toads, anything that jumped, she ate a lot of toads. Oh, okay. And Yes, so you would think little ones, but one day right in front of us, there was a larger toad and she ate it right in front of us. Like it jumped and she grabbed it in midair and swallowed it. Like, I don't know, you know, like how this, how this dog is still with us. I don't know. She has more, more lives than a cat. (laughs) I was going to say, ever have any sort of like ill effects from the toads? Nope, nothing. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. And uh, yeah, it's really amazing. Um, And so if I ever took her on a night walk and and of course, um, under the streetlights and and where we lived, uh, there were, um, you know, uh, it was there was bush on on one side. And and so the little critters came out at night and she would even to this day, if she's outside at night, she's looking for something that's jumping in front of her. Now it's ants. That's all she can handle. (laughs) (laughs) But, oh, my goodness, I, I can't believe what this dog has eaten in her life and never had any ill effects. Oh, that's good. Very, very sort of solid digestive system. I would say so. <laughs> <laughs> I usually I wait a little bit later, but I'm going to ask the question or ask you to complete the sentence now. I, I can't believe my dog ate Large toads. Large toads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, chocolate. She eats chocolate too. She has had no ill effects from eating chocolate, which is, you know, we, we now ration it quite severely, but she used to really, really like chocolate. Mm. If I had Nutella, and I don't know if your audience is aware of what Nutella is, it's a hazelnut spread with lots of sugar. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. If I had a, had a, a taste of it on the spoon, I um, she would beg until I gave her the rest of the spoon to lick off. <laughs> she loves ice cream too. 
uh, ice cream, yeah. What about things like uh, yogurt, things like that, or? She has eaten yogurt, yeah. but uh, I do have yogurt-dipped doggy treats, and she detests them. I oh. guess they must be too healthy. <laughs> <laughs> so going back, what would a, a, a normal or typical sort of walk sort of be? In her younger days, it would be um, like her being lit on fire, her engine turned on, and she would be really hoofing, <laughs> really digging like a mule to to get her way and get down. And um, I would have her on a 20-foot leash, and she would be at the end of it, still pulling my arm out at the end of it, like just pulling. I, I, I'm sure... I'm sure if it would have continued much longer than in her years, I would need a shoulder replacement. <laughs> That's basically, you know, just the strength these little things have. And, um, and of course she always thought she was bigger than a bouvier, but uh, you know, her spirit is large and, and, uh, and limitless. So uh, um, of course, if there was a bird or, or, or a squirrel or anything like you just kind of go, please, God, no squirrels, please. You know, <laughs> yeah. I uh, love the fact that you use a longer leash and give them a bit of space to go where they want to go. Yes. 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 It was never slack. <laughs> <laughs> You also mentioned in the uh, before that she's regularly in the car. So where does she where does she ride in the car? Where's her spot? Well, pretty well every day. When I was um, um, years ago and and up until last year, I moved in with my mom. But it would be like from my home, which is about maybe seven minutes away every day um, after work or on my days off, coming to my mom's. Mm -hmm. And so we uh, all I have to say is, let's go see Nana. And she'd be at the door ready to go. And, and uh, there would be like, no, no, like you, you got to take her. She's very persuasive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and first in the car, as soon as the door was open. So that was a big thing. Now it's a little, you know, if I'm running errands or whatever, I've got her in the car with me. But the funny thing is um, in her younger days, if I had a particularly um, melodious song full of energy playing she would howl along with it <laughs> yes she was she had has had a singing career obviously in another lifetime <laughs> nice i like it oh yeah now she's kind of mute she doesn't bark she just kind of makes little no- grunting noises and and her barking is is gone but my goodness, uh, yeah, there were some ear-shrilling car rides for sure in the confines of that <laughs> small space. <laughs> so when she was younger, and I know you sort of initially got her for your daughter, how did that sort of, where, who did she sort of bond with more and that did, did that sort of change over a, a little bit of time? Uh, yeah, it did. Um, yeah, so all my kids love, love Daisy and, um, you know, that's the first thing, uh, that happens is that, uh, you know, they're always asking how's Daisy and now I have grandchildren and, and whenever I do Zoom with them, they're like, where's Daisy? <laughs> so I have to, she has her camera time too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so the kids bonded with her and they love her and, um, and she spent time on all their beds and it seemed to be, this is the thing, whenever they needed a companion, she would always be there with them. So, um, you know, she was, has been a, a counselor in her own way with her love and unconditional um, ability to divide herself between all the family members. So, um, yeah. Yes. What were her favorite games that she would play with with you and the kids? Oh, ball, definitely. Um, I used to take her to the beach and she would actually surf on a little surfboard in the water and and take rides. Nice. Or, yes, or in our pool at the time, she would love to. She couldn't swim very well, but, oh, she loved to be in the water in in the midst of everybody and, and sitting on her little surfboard, her little... Thing and um, uh, games, more games. Um, yeah, just chase and, and run and hide and seek. I especially love it when she's had her bath and she will, uh, we play this still, even now, she still will do it to a little bit 
but chasing you and running back and forth around um, all the furniture and hiding and then changing directions and chasing you. And, you know, so yeah, just, just this amazing little soul that just, just loved anything that moved and, and any kind of opportunity to, to use her prowess and her speed. Mm-hmm. Do you remember how she got to enjoy being on a surfboard? I just plopped her on it. <laughs> she was in the pool. <laughs> she was in the pool and we tried her swimming and tried her jump. She would jump off the um, edge of the, uh, the deck into the water, but you had to be right there. Mm-hmm. So she always needed to know that there was some, someone there to be, to catch her. And, and, um, and then we just decided there there was a nice solid floaty where her, her nails would not penetrate into the vinyl and break it. So, um, yeah, and and she just loved that. So it was natural, and her balance, her natural balance too, right? Mm-hmm. That works well. And how, how was she with the waves at the beach? Well, luckily, um, it was a calm, like, we usually go in when it's calm, uh, not not when it's too wavy. Um, she... She has been on it and um, gotten swept off by a wave. And of course, you know, she's, she will try to, you know, but that's kind of a panic swim and then you grab her and all's well. <laughs> Excellent. I love it. Would have got a fair bit of attention from other people. Oh, yes. Yes, of course. Yeah. Especially on a hot day and other people are going, oh, look at the dog. Look at the dog. Yeah, and there she is. You're up to your shoulders in water, and there she is on on the surfboard and just loving it. So, yeah. So by the but knowing about yes, go ahead. Ah, sorry, you go. Well, I was going to say, you know, the propensity of a Jack Russell is if something catches their attention, you cannot distract them from it, right? <laughs> like once they are locked in gridlock on on whatever it is that's got their attention. They, they, you, you've lost them. They're, they're gone. So whether it was a squirrel, or even a, um, one winter, um, I remember just letting her out the front door to go do her stuff, and the snow was fairly deep, and and um, um, the driveway was cleaned out. This story will will really is really interesting. Um, so there was a fair distance, about maybe 150 meters to the road, and um, as as the um, as I let her out of the house, the dog saw the snowplow just racing down the road. She went after a speeding snowplow. Wow! <laughs> followed it down the road right to the um, probably a good kilometer and a half, running full tilt. <laughs> caught up with it, and um, and of course we're in a panic, right? So. Anyway, so we're out there grabbing our coats and our boots and everything and trying to find Daisy and calling her frantically. And here she comes back down the road. She actually met up with the snowplow. She had a cut in her leg and had to have some attention to it. Oh. But this is, yeah. So, you know, the, the Jack Russells are just such amazing, like like strong little animals and resilient and brave. and will give you more gray hairs. <laughs> you know, whether it's of your own choosing or their their own selection. But uh, yeah, she's been a real adventure, whether it's on the water, the high seas, in the car, or chasing things down the road that she shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> How was she in the snow in, in general? Did she enjoy it? She does. She does. She she does. Um the thing is, though, the more snow we have, the more I have to limit her space where she can go out to do her thing. And she doesn't like that. So she'll try to, like, you wall off an area and make it nice and smooth and and uh, level for her. And she still has to try to conquer the mountain that you build around the area. <laughs> <laughs> she isn't conquering those anymore so much. But, uh, yeah, she gets frustrated. She doesn't have the, the realm of the land, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Do you have a sort of... Lose her in the snow a little bit, or no? Well, you'll see her because, like, it's like if if the snow is loose and soft, and she does get into the deeper snow, you'll see her cavorting, and you'll see her her backside kind of pop up out of the snow, and you'll go, "Oh, there she is!" Or you see her trail, and and you'll find her, and she'll 
she'll backtrack through her own trail to, to, to get closer to the door and get back inside. But no, we haven't lost her yet. <laughs> if, if you had to pick a season that you think she would enjoy more, being winter or, or summer or, or one of the others, what would you think? Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely when there isn't any snow. So spring, summer, falls the best, right? Because then she can roam. And, and uh, I will share an adventure that happened this spring, if I may. Of course. Um, it was a beautiful end of March, and it happened to be a really warm March end. And, um, you know, oftentimes we say if March comes in like a lion, it goes out like a lamb, and it did this year in particular. So my daughter was over, and we were cleaning, doing some yard cleaning, And we have, as I say, a big yard, but it backs onto a very steep ravine. And we do have a dumping area where we dump our green waste into um, kind of building a little shelf out in in the ravine a bit um, and let it compost and that sort of thing. So we have this little space and it's... uh, There's a cedar hedge with an opening in it where where that leads to. And uh, so this particular, it was starting to get dark and my daughter was doing the last dump of the rounds of, with the wheelbarrow and I was kind of putting things in the shed. And my daughter comes back with the wheelbarrow over to the shed. She knew Daisy had followed her and assumed Daisy had followed her back to where we were. So I was locking up and and um, and we're heading to the house. And then my daughter goes, where's Daisy? I went, oh, well, maybe I maybe she's in the shed. You know, knowing that she doesn't see very well, it would be easy for her to get kind of discombobulated and um so we went back to the shed no daisy we started calling for her and there was no daisy all of a sudden we hear this yelp like really um for a dog that doesn't make many much noise anymore it was a really hard shrilling yelp mm. and we realized she was down in the ravine oh. so she had misstepped and fallen um a good the ravine bottom is about a good uh, I'd say 40 meters down. Wow. Ooh. And at the bottom is a little creek and March water is a little cold. It's still frozen in places. And we hear this yelp and it was getting dark. And so Allison had her cell phone with her, turned on the beam. And, and sure enough, after watching this white little dot down in the bottom of the ravine, and it was unsafe for us to go down. So down she is, and, and there's, you know, a- animals like coyotes and foxes down there um, that like to roam around. And she would be just easy fodder for a meal if she stayed. So we're panicking. And um, my daughter calls the fire department and uh, they're they're on practice. They're doing some drills and practice. So they weren't readily available. We're keeping the beam on her. And seeing her wander around and wherever we shone the light, she kind of backed away from it because it scared her um, in the dark. Yeah, with her, her when you have cataracts, it's kind of prismatic the way the light hits. So I could see how she would be scared. But she was far enough away that we couldn't help her. So we had to wait and wait and wait. Finally, um, after several calls back and forth to the fire department, um, they came with uh, two great big, huge fire trucks, 12 men, a great big boom light, and men ready to rappel down into the ravine and get her. Oh, wow. so, after, <laughs> so after an hour and a half of this poor dog wandering around down there and us, you know, being frantic about her well-being and welfare, um, two, two firefighters, one tried to put her in a safety bag to bring her up and she wouldn't, she, even with all her years of, uh, of, um, wear and tear on her was not going to uh, cooperate with them. But two men had to carry her up, this little 18-pound dog. <laughs> so she made it. She made it. She survived. And and uh, no worse for wear. But, uh, I was just going to ask, you know, what sort of injuries did she sort of like have? But Very wet, very cold. And she had to have a bath, but she didn't want. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. <laughs> so she amazing. was a little disgruntled. Yes, yes. So, yeah, so more adventures and, and misadventures. But uh, uh, she's now a little bit leery about going to the back of the property for good reason. And thank mm. goodness that she is. But, uh, yes, 
she survived that too. <laughs> I mean, even for a for a younger dog, but for a a, a bit more mature lady like Daisy, wow, that's that's an incredible sort of story to fall down that distance. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> And the Just excitement one of getting the, daisy belt. <laughs> the, the excitement of getting that the rescue. <laughs> yes, twelve good-looking men came. So that was, you know, for me, that was my daughter and I just stood back and went, "Oh, they look good in uniform." <laughs> Thanks, Daisy. Thanks for another adventure. <laughs> um, how, in general, sort of health over the years, did she have many or any trips to the vet? Yeah, yeah, actually, you know, her 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 vet care has been like minimal other than the routine stuff. Um she's been recently experiencing some ear infections and um at Christmas time I actually thought we were going to lose her because um she had like a bronchitis and and um uh, was really having difficulty breathing and um we honestly thought it was just her having her time. And uh so, you know, obviously you know, all of us were rather upset the day we had to take her in because I thought this was it. She was that poorly. And uh, they did their tests and everything and x-rays. There was no pneumonia, but they said that she had some bronchitis and she still suffers a little bit from from uh, from some breathing issues every once in a while. I think that just goes with age and, uh, you know, and all the stuff that she's she's done through the years. And yes, yes, that's you. Yes. and. Uh, and, um, but, you know, antibiotics and, um, she was good as new again after a couple of weeks. So where we thought we were going to have a, a tragedy at Christmas time. Um, yeah, she's, she's defied the odds again, your infections, you know, so a little bit, um, she has had surgery. She does develop lumps on her and they're just little fat filled sacks. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, she's had that surgery once and worn the cone of shame um, and then the lumps came back again. So, you know, it's like you, you, you go, you love your dog um, and you could intervene more and get all these lumps taken off of her and put her through more rigors and, and all this sort of thing. But you know what? Um, she's been blessed and she's been a blessing. She's not suffering at all with any of these lumps on her and, um, and she, she's happy and, and, and so her vet care has been minimal, really. Oh, excellent. Sounds a very resilient little dog. Very. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any sort of like quirky habits or anything like that that you would say? Um, we used to do a, a funny little routine um, that her and I had, and it was interesting. It was generic. I would, um, she would be, at one end of the hallway and I would lay down on my stomach on my knees and kind of perch down there and get low with her. And I would go, Kanichiwa. And she would start crawling towards me in such a beautiful little way. It was like, you know, our little habit. Now uh, she doesn't do that anymore, but that was, that was really cute for a long, long time. All I have to do is say Kanichiwa and she would come, come crawling. <laughs> um, you know, and and what's really quirky with her is there's always one ear up and one ear down, always. And she can, you can, <laughs> yeah, um, I can see. Say, yes. <laughs> always got this one ear up. So even when she's sleeping, one ear up and one ear down. So it's as if she's always on guard, waiting for whoever's going to come next to to spend some time with her. The one thing about a Jack Russell or her in particular, because they're different coats, is her hair is so fine. And she is such a hair factory, hair factory. It's like, it's incredible. I'm sure if I sat long enough and if she would sit still enough, I could see hair pop up on her <laughs> because, it, you know, it's, it's everywhere. And, uh, and so, you know, wearing black is preclusive to going anywhere without any white shreds of hair on and uh, the car needs constant cleaning and, you know, and all this sort of thing. But mm-hmm. um yeah, that's that's one of your quirks, isn't it? Your hair shedding. It's just nineteen years of of lots of hair, hair hair vacuuming and 
always to see it's not like there's season with it where it's like worse in the spring and less in the rest of the year. It's just constant. <laughs> <laughs> what about um, grooming in general? Very easy with her because she's she has short hair. She doesn't need to go to be groomed and, and that sort of thing. Um, and all her years of walking have given her the manicure that she needs, especially when she's hoofing on on, on uh, fur material. You know, she's been a very low-maintenance dog. Just all she needs is her love, water, food. And the willingness to put up with any of her antics and and, uh, and adventures that she's brought us through the years. <laughs> any sort of memorable holidays that she's had with you? Um, I think, you know, basically, um, we haven't taken her on holidays per se away. Um, so that's when she gets to go to visit her, her little granny friends. There's um, 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 kennel that where she goes where she's free range and and uh and loves to meet all the new animals and doggies that there were, were there um and um always like a report card you get the report card at, after the end of the visit at the kennel and and how many new friends that she's made and and the love that uh the kennel or- owner has uh enjoyed her her spunky little personality so <laughs> You know, so whenever we we go away, she gets to go away to the kennel, although we're not doing that much anymore and and, uh, kind of, you know, honoring her stage in life and and the consistency of her routine that she likes. Um, Yeah, you know, but one of the things and, and she doesn't do this so much anymore, but Christmas time. You know, when you're unwrapping all the presents and everything, there's the paper flying everywhere. While she gets in there and she starts to rip the paper until everything is shredded. Shredded. So that makes it very much easier for cleanup when all you have to do is just kind of break it all together and then just put it in a bag because all the hard work's been done by by Daisy the Shredder. Oh, nice. (laughs) Has she ever had any other... um over a period of life in your house, any other sort of like uh, animals? Yeah, yeah. Um, through the years, there's always been other animals. Um, when she first came to us, we had two cats, um, Meow and Riley at the time, and and uh, they interacted well, and it was like spit and spat. You know, they were either best friends or worst enemies at the time, depending on <laughs> on what adventures are at play that day. And, and so... Um, Yes, and we also had two birds at the time, a budgie and a cockatiel, and and uh, we've had the budgie and the cockatiel ride around on her back, and that was quite memorable. And and uh, yes. We, yes, yes, until Daisy decides to take off in another tangent, of course, and the feathers fly and the fur flies, right? <laughs> It's, it's never, never. Uh, oh, and um, in later years, my daughter had to return home for a while and brought her beautiful long haired cat, Quasi. And um, so at first, um, the cat was unsure about the dog, but uh, Daisy was always willing to be a friend. And eventually, we even had them both sitting outside on the lounger together. And, and uh, there was obviously a mutual truce between the two of them at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, has she had a like favorite spot in the house and has that changed over the years? Um, now, um, is she like inconsistently able to jump up on her own anymore on the sofa, but her spot has always been wherever the highest possible place to sit is. That's where she would want to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now she needs, requires to be picked up or on a good day, she'll still jump up. Um, through the years, it was like, all I had to say was when I went to bed and working shift work various hours, you know, she would, bedtime would be for her whenever I went to bed. So I have no idea what she did when I was working. Um, um, but, um, but she was always willing to run and jump up on the, on the, um, cedar chest at the foot of the bed and then jump boundlessly onto the bed and find her spot, usually between my legs at the ankle, at the, at the ankles and snuggle in for a good cuddle and, and sleep. So consistently there. 
Oh, We've never kennel trained or cage trained her or anything like that. Off the top of your head, can you sort of think of one of the happiest times that the two of you have had together? Happiest? Well, every day is a happy day. Like <laughs> I can't, like every day that I get to cuddle her is is one more blessing that I have with her. I, I never answer. expected her to to be with me this long. And and like I say, there have been times where, you know, she could have could have crossed. Um but just just knowing that every day is a blessing is such a um, a beautiful thing. So like today, you know, being on the radio show here with you and um, you know, Daisy's here in the background here with me and um making her presence known having my having um written her story it was a tribute to daisy and having it published in a book was also a very very happy time for us and uh you know being able to it was after that i wrote that story that we had to tumble down into the ravine so the adventures continue and <laughs> you never know you never know what the next day is going to bring but today's happy right here right now with you robert Life's an adventure, and you have to live it. You do. Certainly, no sounds, holds barred. Certainly, <laughs> sounds like Daisy has been living an adventurous life. Beautiful yes. girl. Well, the thing is, though, you know how she ended up in the in the kennel was quite quite interesting. She was found wandering around. Um, people had reported her wandering around our town with her collar and leash on wandering around so she had gotten away from her previous owners still with her collar and leash intact and um interesting yes and so she was found and and reported and picked up and who knows how long she had been wandering around but i honestly believe you know the fact that nobody claimed her she was obviously too much for them i think the biggest thing the biggest point to get across is that um don't just let an animal go because you can't take care of them or they're not the right fit for you, but take them someplace where somebody can care for them. Don't leave them wandering around because this poor little thing could have died many times, got caught with your leash on something, um, could have been hurt so many different ways. And when you think about how that had to happen in order for her to be found and to end up in our life and live with us all these years, what a tragedy that could have happened if she had been hurt or harmed Absolutely. in any way. Yeah, I just, yeah. <laughs> Don't even start. Some people, um, people are people, unfortunately. Yeah. I remember years ago um, traveling to Spain and we were on the Gold Coast, my family and I, and having a beautiful holiday. And I was most um, disheartened by the number of dogs that are just wandering around animals that are just let go and wandering looking for love or looking for home or scavenging for whatever little crumb they can find and they're all souls they're all beautiful souls with purpose and reason to be here and yet there's so many that are in love just like children in the world mm. yes absolutely it's, um, some things aren't, aren't quite right no, no, no. And, um, and you never know if you believe in reincarnation, it could be somebody, somebody's loved one from another lifetime. But I think that the right animals find us at the right time. Um, all my animals have never paid for an animal. They've all been foundlings or findings that have found our home. And, and, uh, and the love, the boundless love that comes from, from taking care of a small soul who's still here with us after all these years. Yeah. It's just incredible. <laughs> it certainly looks like it's going to be a while to go yet. <laughs> I think so. I think so. What, I really do. What are her favorite treats and have they changed? Um, yes. Uh, no more Nutella. <laughs> 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 does that make, oh that upsets you but what she does what we do do <laughs> is if my mom and I are having a small dipped ice cream treat um, we'll eat the chocolate off because we like the chocolate we, <laughs> we're not going to waste that but she always has the best half of the ice cream 
on the stick. So she loves that. And if she even hears the rapper rattle, she could be asleep. And as I say, with her one year up, she will know and she will come running and <laughs> there's no defying her. My mom laughs. She says, I have to take my ice cream to the bedroom and close the door. <laughs> yeah, I've got that stick sense. <laughs> you. And even with her low uh, vision, so she's got worse cataract in her left eye and her hearing is selective. I would say it's not necessarily deaf. It's more selective. Her sense of smell has remained extremely strong. Mm -hmm. That has not changed at all, nor have her taste buds. So (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Anything else coming to mind about... Anything else that you'd like to sort of share? Well, I will share. I will share that um, um, what has helped Daisy, I think, is um, work, what has contributed to her longevity. Now, this this breed does have longevity in their, their blood. Um, but through the years, what has really helped her to calm her, to make her relax, and kind of bringing in the title of your show is Reiki. Reiki and um, pulsed electromagnetic field therapy. Mm -hmm. So this little lovely dog gets Reiki from me all the time. And that has helped to keep her calm and keep her happy. It has really broken through any pain, fear, anxiety that she has. And um, the pulsed electromagnetic field therapy helps to reduce inflammation. So she'll lay on the mat. I turn the program on and she will lay there um, with a low intensity for as long as she needs to. And we try to do it every day with her. And she either lays on, on the mat or beside it. But it really does help to improve circulation, reduce pain. And I believe it has uh, these two things together, working on the soul level and the, the energy level, the micro level of, of, the, of, the, of her life has helped her in such immeasurable ways. Oh, sounds oh, and, and it certainly sounds like she's doing well on it. Yeah. Yes, proof is in the pudding here. <laughs> <laughs> um, you mentioned just before that you wrote a little bit about her. Yes. How did that sort of come about? Well, another guest of yours who introduced um, you to me, uh, Sue London. She's a pet intuitive messenger, and um, I'm sure you know, I heard you had a long and beautiful discussion with her. Um, we're friends, and um, whenever Sue has a project going on, she'll 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 say, "Hey, Brenda, you know, um, would you like to look at this or be a part of this with me?" And I'm, you know, usually like cohorts in in uh, as friendship is, um, I'll say yes. So knowing that that particular book. Um, and I, the name escapes me right now. Um, Pets That Help Us Heal um, is a book and you can buy it on her website. Um, is money funds from this book go towards helping train guide dogs uh, in their immeasurably important work in helping people who, who have low sight or have seizure activity or whatever their needs are. Mm-hmm. And it costs about $35,000 to train a dog because you train the dog and then you have to train the, the person with the dog. And and it's quite a um, prescriptive uh, process. So, you know, knowing that um, I've been gifted with this beautiful dog and, and, um, and sharing a tribute about her and her life and her meaning in my life and um, was just a no-brainer. The words flowed so easily when we are so connected with such a love vibe. Um, and um, and so the book, um, yeah, I'm just happy that happy to share her story. I've collaborated and, and written on many different topics and many different books, but this one is a very special tribute book for mm, sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Brenda, it has been an absolute pleasure chatting with you and hearing all about Daisy, her awesome little dog. Thank you. It's been a pleasure talking with you, Robert, <laughs> sharing our adventures and story. Thank you so very much for the time and and um, the care and, and love and concern you have for animals and their owners. 
It's beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> I'm not sure. Did you want to share any sort of like links for anything that you do or say anything about anything that you're working with or that's entirely up to you? Oh, well, I would love to. Um, as I say, I, I do, I've been an RN for 38 years and I retired last year from the front line and, um, you know, and so um, through the years, I've learned a lot of things about um, alternatives or integrative approaches to health and wellness. So um, even though I'm no longer practicing as a frontline RN, doesn't mean that my love and concern for humanity and pets has, um, has changed or has retired. So I, I do do... Um, I do have um, a link tree link that people can go to. And it's very easy because everything's there from my books to my work and, and my podcast and TV show. So if anybody is interested in learning more about me and what I do and how I believe health and wellness at the cell level is much more effective than, and integrative approaches are much more effective than um, some of the conventional approaches to wellness in our world. Um, you can go to https colon forward slash forward slash l-i-n-k-t-r dot e forward slash Brenda Pierce and Pierce is B-P-E-A-R-C-E. Love to have you check out my work. Register for any newsletters. Read, um, you know, and, and just enjoy. I, I believe in media that matters. And and um, and so everything is is um, gifted with much heart and much love. Very, very nice. <laughs> Thank you very much again. Yes, I look forward to when this is published. And, and uh, you'll hear the squeaks. Daisy's getting restless, as you can see, Robert. <laughs> And so the timing is perfect for the end of this show. Thank you and many blessings to you in allowing us to have this chance to shine. Uh, again, an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed the show. Thank you to the new listeners in Cameron Park in the US and also in Toledo in Spain. Thank you very much. If you'd like to leave a review on whatever platform you are listening on, it would be appreciated. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. If you want to make any comments or suggestions, contact us here on the Facebook page. And until next time, stay safe. And remember, your dog is family. <laughs>